Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, yo, the warmest open. No cold open, Steph. The warmest open. <laughs> Very warm. Yes, so warm. Cozy, in fact. It is I, Alex McCarthy, back in the hot seat once again. Thank you so much uh, to SB3 and Sat, who have manned the ship this week. Both I and my Irish brethren, Stephanie Chase, uh, have both been sick this week. So we're only both getting back on the saddle for the first time today. Steph. Yeah. After a difficult week, how are you, my friend? I still feel bad. <laughs> so I'm not even better. Oh. I'm, I'm okay. I'm about fifty. I'm, a, I'm at about fifty percent. How are you, Alex? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, mine was earlier in the week, but I've been more looking after the rest of my family. Like that's the thing when you have young kids. Once someone gets it, everyone gets it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, back at work and stuff tomorrow, though, so I'm sure it'll all be good. But alas, there's still been a hell of a lot going on in the wrestling world during our dying days, Steph. Um, I just wanted to say to everyone as well, um, a lot of people that have reached out to me about not being on Twitter, don't, you know, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's not a big deal, right? <laughs> like, I think people think there's something really wrong. It's not, just don't want to be on it. Um, or want to take a little break from it because I literally am so immersed in it for so long. I'll explain when I come back to it, but I'm a not going to stay away healthy. forever. A yeah, break it... Twitter is healthy. I I go days without tweeting or looking at it, and yeah, that's sometimes it's the best thing to do. Like... I needed to like um, I just deactivated the account and deleted the app, and I just need like a fresh like week from it because it was so. Yeah. Um, it was dominating my life so bad. Even when I got rid of the app, yeah. right? And you know, and you know, on your iPhone, where like the apps just move along, so yeah. many times, just out of pure habit, I've clicked on the app that was in its place, right? Yeah. So in my head, I'm I'm not even thinking I want to go on Twitter. It's just my my on my hands are that used to it. Like it, yeah. it was just um, it was getting really unhealthy for me. I think to be on it as much as I was. So um, I just thought a break would do me well but i do appreciate everyone who who has reached out so thank you very much but fear not it is just a break uh alas let's get into the news i saw it all breaking yesterday ring of honor looks like they're having a revamp of sorts or they're planning to um you know i, I must confess i'm not the the huge ring of honor guy steph like i've mm-hmm. only seen a couple of big shows but i do like you know your shane taylor's and jonathan gresham's joe hendry's um but it seems like they are doing away with having contracted talent they're going to let the current deals expire and then next year they're looking to re- you know start up again but 
it looks like they'll just be bringing people in for specialist shows. Uh, what do you make of this news for Ring of Honor, Steph? Because what I would say, mm-hmm. I don't. No, this is nothing against Ring of Honor because they have an amazing lineage in wrestling. When you think about the wrestlers that have come through there, right? You know, like your Brian Danielsons, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, all of that great stuff. Um, but were they ever going to kind of crack the market in their current form? I don't think they were. I think they were just kind of going along as they as they were as part of the fabric, right? I, I didn't see them becoming a main player. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sound like the biggest downer person ever like on this news. Um, I think it's really sad. I don't think we're ever going to see Ring of Honor again. Um, wow. No matter what they put in, in, in their statement. Um, I think that they've kind of come to the end of the road. Like there was a time and it, it was the, the CM Punk time when Ring of Honor was such a big thing. And every time they've kind of reached that peak, they, they've never been able to properly push through to the mainstream um, and to take advantage of any momentum they've got. And that's partially like just how the structure of the company is with the, the syndication and everything and how they wish to operate. Yeah. But they have made some huge mistakes in the past three or four years that have led us to this firstly um basically letting cody and the bucks do all in and getting Mm. nothing from it like having them um do that and then be able to walk away and then aw forms at which not like basically takes the place of ring of honor like it two guys that were really popular in ring of honor and having like uh, giving ring of honor a resurgence it it built a company around these guys and it was one that had a lot of financial backing and tony cannon control that was able to go head to head with with wwe it didn't even have it didn't have any baggage of like because as much as a company can have a lineage if it's been around for quite a while and it's never become top tier then the name also becomes baggage which is what we see with impact a lot Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a massive mistake. I think they made some mis- big mistakes in their like relationship with with New Japan, which was a great thing they had going with them for a while, which really kind of culminated in the Madison Square Garden show that I was at, where I just think that they properly messed up with some of the decisions they made there as far as how they chose to present themselves. So, and then of course the pandemic affected anyone, but I think the rise of of AEW. Um, has made Ring of Honor just seem really insignificant. And that sounds harsh to say, but they are. When do we ever talk about Ring of Honor? At mm. least Impact got that relationship with AEW that, that pushed them into relevancy um, a bit more recently. But yeah, I just, I think now it's a question of uh, who's going to buy Ring of Honor's tape library. And I hope it's Tony Khan because they can make a great CM Punk and, uh, Brian Danielson documentary or something, but I think like that's what I see as the future, you know, of Ring of Honor. I think if that they had, if they had like true intentions of sticking around as a wrestling company in any way, um, they wouldn't just release everyone from their contracts and say go yeah. go do what you want. What is going to be the point of them if they come back and they you know hire guys for one-off shows, um, but those guys have the freedoms? Like, how do you have a champion then? if they get like snapped up by WWE the next day, if that can happen. So I think this is the end of ring of honor. And 
Um, it's sad, but it's a company that have made a lot of mistakes along the way and didn't make things easy for themselves. And even when I've spoken to people who used to work in Ring of Honor, um, I, like at any time, I think it was QT that I spoke to um, once and asked him, you know, did you like think that what Cody and the Bucks were doing was going to lead to a boom of Ring of Honor rather than, you know, um, the formation of AEW? Yeah. It's like, well, Ring of Honor would never be able to capitalize on it because, like, that's Ring of Honor. Like, there's other people you hear, like, even Punk himself or an Adam Pierce talking about, like, how hard it's been with Ring of Honor, just how they operate. So, yeah, I think it's, I think we're at the end of the road with Ring of Honor. Um, and it is sad. It's sad. Of course, it's really sad to see people lose their jobs. But I think, like, just for taking, like, an objective, unemotional perspective, they're done yeah i mean yeah you just said it there the saddest part of course is there is a whole host of talent that have lost their jobs and you know a lot of them will be fine but for a lot yeah. of them it's going to be a, a trying time as well so mm -hmm. that's obviously the underlying thing here i do think ring of honor did great during the pandemic because they kept everybody under contract and i was really surprised yeah. that ring of honor did yeah. that i remember speaking to joe hendry and he was telling me you know that he was paid the whole time he was there you know he couldn't get over because of the flight restrictions he was just doing like little youtube bits and bobs but they were paying him in yeah. full um you know which was far more than i would have expected for someone like ring of honor right but then to come out the other side of it and they go you know what i don't think what we've got at the moment is sustainable we need a change um you know it sounds to me if you're just going to bring people in on one-off shows you know was it? it's like pwg really it's like you know doing mm doing Battle of Los Angeles every year where you just kind of stack up it from the indies and go, okay, is that what Ring of Honor are going to do? They're just going to pick who's around and, you know, who's free. But basically, I mean, you could pick from anyone outside of WWE these days if you was going to put on a big indie show. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you're right. They have a rich place in wrestling history. They really do. Mm -hmm. They really yeah. do. But have they ever been able to make a real legitimate footprint you know, that would, again, as I go back to the word sustainable, could Ring of Honor ever be something that was sustainable? And it doesn't look like they could. And this move yeah. seems like a backwards move. You know, they're going to pay people up, I believe, some of them up until April 2021. Um, but others have just been released as as and when, as the news dropped. I have to agree with, with Steph in a lot of ways. It doesn't look, you know, these aren't promising signs either way. No. Um, I'd like to hear more of their plans moving forward. Cause it does see, uh, seem, sorry, very vague. You know, you know, we're going to do the, yeah. you know, we're going to do the super card in April and you know, whatever. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Um, I think so, the know. super card may turn into a memorial show, like ring of honor and like that be it really. Uh, you know, it's, it, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, it's funny though. Cause Dave Meltzer says they've retained, their TV deal. Mm -hmm. So how is that going to work? Like I know during the interim, they've said they're going to, you know, put on like specials and, you know, yeah. I know they've got a, a whole great of archive content that they could go to. Um, but yeah, I, I it's going to be real but tough. Like it seems even more bizarre, like that they've retained the TV deal and they still want to do this. So it's not as if they had that, plug pulled so that makes yeah. me more think that they're like folding for good and we'll try and you know like they're keeping the tv deal they'll do some reruns package stuff 
maybe try and get interest in in the library that they have to offer but yeah it's it's like very strange but even just the wording of their statement like how do you reimagine a wrestling company without basically making it not you know (laughs) i mean when they said basically they said they were going to reimagine it like to make it more fan i don't know yeah i'm paraphrasing like fan friendly right basically um and I'm thinking to myself, well, they're going to take away what makes them unique in doing that. What 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 are they possibly going to pivot to? Uh, it's hard to, to fathom. I think they're going to pivot to, um, well, really what they originally were. It came from making content um, to be sold. But, um, you know, that's what it was there to do, was to create a, a tape library to sell. So I think they'll go back to... Um, just having a library that they're trying to sell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't doubt somebody will pay good money for the Ring of Honor library. Oh, Tony to will me. 100% buy that library. He's probably phoned them already in the negotiating, <laughs> you know, because AW are going to need some kind of streaming presence, whether it's something on like eventually. HBO Max, like, like the WWE Network has on, on Peacock. And if Tony gets the Ring of Honor library, then he'll have all in. So even him just buying the all-in footage is like worthwhile. So I think like I I, I imagine that WWE just because of what they're like would, would try and fight him for it, even though they'd have no use for it, other than to probably make a terrible Seth Rollins documentary. But um, <laughs> I think that Tony will be the one to buy like the the library, and then you know he's he's such a Ring of Honor mark. He'll make some little of honor documentaries put them all on some streaming service and you can watch classic punk matches along with all in and all the most recent aw stuff i think yeah i mean um just before we move on to other news because i'm aware that we've taken like three quarters of the show um with that but um i do want to wish it is a big story but i want to wish all the best to jim ross for one who i understand is battling Skin cancer, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to say that on air yet, so I just wanted to wish him all the best. And I understand Jim Duggan is as well undergoing surgery for prostate cancer. Um, and I know he had some surgery last week and, you know, that things were looking bleak, but it seems like he's gotten a bit of a reprieve. So um, I just thought it'd be fitting, Steph, if we, two legends yeah. of the business, we wish them all mm-hmm. the best, uh, all the love go to their families uh, and wish you nothing but the speediest of recoveries. Absolutely. I think it's amazing that Jim's still working and like, you know. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, I, yeah, I, he, I've got on a, he got on a plane right after he found out, it seems. Yeah. That's mental. Strong man. Very strong mm-hmm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, other bits of news to pick on before we uh, get into the particulars of Dynamite to finish the show. Um, Tyson Fury potentially having another WWE match. His wife spoke to the lovely Tom Campbell that you guys will know of Cultaholic, but he also works for BBC Newcastle. Uh, and Paris said he's in touch with Vincent Mann all the time. He loves it. My sons are big fans. For Tyson to do it, it's kind of like a Disneyland trip. Um, to be that cool dad that can give the kids that dream, he does it. I think that's one of the reasons we've come to do this. Um, obviously being a young man, he told me he was a fan of these wrestlers. So he's definitely probably going to do it again. Um, I say that I bring that news up because, um, we know that WWE have that kind of to be announced date in September goes back to the, uh, report that I did a few weeks ago on them, hoping to either come to the UK or Cardiff, wherever it ends up being. But I think Sean Ross Sapp has corroborated this week. That looks like it's going to be the UK stadium show that we've all been waiting for. I don't know this for sure right now, but one thing I do know for sure is in the past, before the pandemic, they were looking at Fury McIntyre on an English pay-per-view or a UK pay-per-view, I should say. Um, Whether they'll do that again now, I don't know, right? We're in different spots. Tyson Fury's in a different place. Drew's definitely in a different place. Um, So I guess we'll have to see Steph, but um, I know there are many of us clavering to see Tyson Fury in a wrestling ring over a boxing ring for sure. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, that's kind of WWE though, right? Like land of the, uh, Vince McMahon loves a heavyweight boxing champion. Yeah. I mean this, uh, I just briefly touch on this event calendar that they put out this Labor Day weekend pay-per-view being in the UK. Just absolutely ridiculous. Like they don't have the balls to just give us SummerSlam. Like basically they're uh, going to give us something that they're going to put on probably the same day as All Out. And that's actually going to dilute the UK pay-per-view even more because I think it's going to be seen by non-UK people as something that they're just doing to do something on the same day as AEW, even though the times will be different. And like, I, I don't think this is anything great that, that we're getting. I mean, they, they give more to to Saudi Arabia, as we saw with Crown Jewel. Wouldn't surprise me if they throw on Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre and absolutely no one cares. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like the UK fans continue for the next 30 years to feel like they, they're not cared about because frankly, like, I don't think they 
we are because i think we would have got SummerSlam if they really cared yeah so, you, you'd, I, have, you'd have you would have thought on the anniversary right if it was ever yeah. gonna happen and like they've gone out of their way to move SummerSlam into july instead of august um yeah. it's all it's all very confusing i guess we'll see how it plays out but um I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm delighted that we, we we would get a stadium show just because, you know, just because the atmosphere and stuff would be great. But I assume it will be like a super showdown. You know, like Australia had one. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, it will. And they, always, they always end up kind of being house show-esque. So, mm. It will be but, so house show-esque and insignificant. If Drew McIntyre fights Titan Fury on it, which I'm sure we'll have to endure, that's insignificant. <laughs> you know, like that's not... Roman v Brock or something like that's yeah. totally insignificant <laughs> for everyone. Be like great, just like an exhibition thing. It's just a, a house show, but bigger. That should be their tagline: a house show, but bigger. <laughs> but bigger, yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, Steph, Steph, place out here. Look at her. She's shooting shots. That's what she's doing. Ta -da! Ta -da! Um, yeah, I. <laughs> see, that's one of my. Kids' toys to hand that was actually handy, actually useful for once. Um, uh, the other bit of news before we just uh, touch on Diamond, and we do have Ultra Chats here this week, which is lovely. Thank you very much, guys. You know what to do, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily if you want to have your say. There's four that I need to get to, so I need to wrap Ooh. up what I'm talking about. This one's um, pretty quick, but Charlotte Flair was pulled from media duties this week. Hardly surprising. Um, Louis Dangor messaged me yesterday saying that he had Charlotte. And I was like, really? Um, I, I, I just, I can't imagine they were going to march her out in front of the media after last week. Um, we've seen like a million reports on the Charlotte Becky thing, right? Like I've heard stuff from, from both sides or both camps, whatever you want to call it. Um, I guess the only people who know what really happened are them. Uh, the people that were in, in Gorilla. But without a doubt, one thing we do know is that they are not seeing eye to eye. Um, but they're on different brands. But Survivor Series is approaching. It's a bit of a delicate situation, Steph, isn't it? I mean, A, yeah. not surprised Not surprised they took her away from media. But B, do you keep them on a collision course for Survivor Series? Because, you know, there's, there's money in heat, but also ah, they're not playing very well. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a really tough one. There's definitely money in heat. People will be very intrigued by if they have a match at SummerSlam together, people will be like picking it apart second by second, like look by look to see who's playing along and who's not. Um, yeah, I guess I would have them have a match, I think. But also, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not... I'm not taking sides in this because we don't know for sure what went on, but I think that I would like part of me is like good for Charlotte for like bringing up how crap some of the like writing is, you know, <laughs> the belt segment was really stupid. And so I do actually admire a wrestler kicking off. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, I think she cool. just wants out and she's never going to, they're not going to let her out. But I think she just what she just wants out. She's just, I mean, she's a she's a flair. She's like her dad. She sees the other company. She's like, yeah, I could go there. Like, get me out of here. I'll kick up a stink. But they're probably like, no, we're not. We're gonna not gonna let you go. And yeah, I think we're just gonna have more incidents like this. Yeah, I think I've seen like PW Insider. I believe it was them anyway. Don't don't quote me if I'm wrong. Um, saying that people have said that Charlotte's become hard to work with, or yeah. like, there's a general there's a general feeling about that. Um, 
And yeah, regardless, if you take out the particulars of what happened in the ring and backstage, and I said this when the New Day did it with, I want to say, the Street Profits last year, title swaps are so stupid. Like they are unbelievably stupid. Like find a more creative way to get us somewhere than just going, oh, well, let's trade belts. And like after last year, I mean, like the reaction to that last year, right? It, 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 and it's, I know it's just the tag belts because in WWE, they are just tag belts. Um, but to do it to like your world titles in a main event segment, like a whole, like what, it's, I think Sean Rossap said it perfectly on Twitter. He was like, it's so stupid that something must happen, right? Like it, it, you were convinced that somebody must come out and there's a match or something, right? But no. They just swapped belts, like unbelievably. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they, they did it to themselves in a perverse way. Yeah, they the WWE did it to themselves by like firstly naming the women's belts in a stupid way, and secondly <laughs> by drafting champions. Like, it's just ridiculous. Shouldn't be able to do know? it. Yeah, you no, just shouldn't be able to do it. Absolutely uh-huh. not. Ah, anyway. <laughs> Moving on from that, just a couple of thoughts uh, here in the Ultra Chats. Oh, some great ones this week, guys. Uh, Chris Petru. Uh, this is actually from yesterday's show, but uh, obviously they, they forgot to get it in. Hey, friends. I know I'm a little late with this, but I just wanted to reach out and wish you all a happy one-year anniversary of Wrestling Daily. Love spending my afternoons with the Wrestling Daily Good Eggs. Thank you for all the excellent content. Chris Petru. We thank nice. you. Brother, as someone who has actually been a part of the show, thank you very much, brother. We appreciate you greatly. Uh, Mayor of Painesville Dan says, I used to watch Ring of Honor between 2012 and 14-ish during the House of Truth era. And I also went back to get uh, a lot of Steen Generico era done as well. I actually, yeah, it's very well worth getting down a rabbit hole of Steen Generico. It breaks my heart. So many guys came from there. Guests that came to WXW came from there. Poor Tyler Rust. Yeah, um, like you said, uh, me and Steph have said this as well. The legacy of Ring of Honor will always live on. I, I honestly believe that. It's it's gave yeah. us generations of amazing wrestlers that have gone on to do amazing things. And all of them will credit Ring of Honor to their rise. Uh, and that particular brand of wrestling, I do think uh, without that, maybe you don't see... You know, and PWG in this as well. Maybe you don't see the NXT revolution that all of us enjoyed so much um, for a few years. And, you know, certainly the way AEW, I guess, are now. I do think you can put Ring of Honor and PWG in the foundations of the wrestling product that a lot of us enjoy today. I think that's fair, Seth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't think that you probably wouldn't have a, an NXT if there wasn't, you know, a Ring of Honor. So... Yeah, I, I, Ring of Honor is like tremendously important in in um, the history of, of wrestling. What would that you now? Like, just look at the AW roster anyway. Even the fact that Bobby Fish is getting work shows you that there's <laughs> there's love for Ring yeah. of Honor out there. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, listen, uh, yes, Hector Rodriguez. That's where Steph lives. She's in the heart of London, brother. You have to. I am. You have to. This, this happens sometimes. Um, <laughs> but never it's mind. A yeah, Bohill says, if I am Tony Khan, I buy the entire company. I would rebrand Dark and Elevation under the Ring of Honor banner, and I would have all in the entire video library and all other intellectual property. Uh, I would not rebrand Dark I and Elevation. I wouldn't either. Um, 
you have to build up your own brand identity. I just think it'd be silly to be like, oh, these are two uh, YouTube shows that people don't necessarily have to watch. We're now going to call them Ring of Honor. Like, that that's just silly. That's just holding on to name for no reason. But there's so much value in the tape library. Um, and the branding, if you want it for merchandising, if you want to make, like, classic punk T-shirts or stuff mm. like that, or new snazzy Ring of Honor tracksuits that people used to like, you know, there's value in all that. But I certainly wouldn't use the name for any kind of show. I do think AEW though could buy it and should buy it. Um, yes. You know, you know they had that like e- ECW moment at the end of the show the other week. Um, we'll think about uh-huh. it in January when when you've got Kevin Steen, Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian yeah. Danielson. Like, there's a lot of people there that you could do like something cool, Ring of Honor-y. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think they could and incorporate that into like the lineage. But yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? I, I 1000% think somebody will purchase the property of Ring of Honor, but I hope it to be AEW anyway. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? We've got Christopher Ely. He was a nice uh, co-host on the show from the NWA podcast, lest we forget, post-wrestling. Uh, I would be watching Ring of Honor still if I didn't have to send out SOS messages to find their shows. The online presence... <laughs> Just isn't there, and it doesn't air in Los Angeles. I mean, again, like syndication, Steph, you said it earlier. It's such a massive part of it that I guess us Brits maybe sometimes, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we simplify it with like, oh, the product. But that is a great deal. It's why ECW eventually went under. It's why WCW went under uh, on a major platform anyway. um, You know, there are many different. Rem, you know, different parts and components that go into syndication. So if they can't be shown in the major areas of America, then that's not a good start, is it? No. 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 No, says Steph. Uh, <laughs> listen, what else have we got here? we got the Zornese. There we go. Illustrator extraordinaire, the Zornese. Uh, it is such a shame that there is not enough audience to sustain more of these great companies that helped to develop pro wrestling. I hope AEW brings more and new eyes to the product. Have you seen the interview with Mox, Renee, and Baby? Have a good day. I haven't seen this. <laughs> I have not the... seen that. <laughs> oh, I, I want to, though. Immediately, I want yeah. to. Yeah. I, I just want to see Mox with said Baby. <laughs> That's what I want. Every every like interview right now, Mox does. Those are like my favorite lines. He just has like throwaway lines of how he's a parent and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I actually really dug the one. I think he did it um, before, I want to say it was before last night, but I don't know if it was last night's show or the Rampage or maybe the Diamond Night before, but he was just saying about how like he doesn't give a shit. He was like, I don't really yeah. care, but I need, I need to win this because I'm a dad, basically. Um, I really dig it. I like Mox's style right now. Yeah, I like it as well. Um, he's, he's the cool dad, isn't he? Cody's the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll not finish that sentence, but Mox is the cool yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm really um, not not into wrestlers talking about being dads or using that, but Mox is the one that gets away with it for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, let, that segues us nicely into AEW. We won't stand it long because I know we're going to run over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to say I felt, um, you know. Keeping Hangman Page. I remember there were people, Steph, that said, Hangman Page, oh, it's dragging on too long, or they missed the opportunity, all of that stuff. I don't buy that for a second. 
you know, the comeback in the ladder match was an amazing pop. I thought last night the surprise was really good too. Um, mm-hmm. And a big moment for the Dark Order. The, the Elite have needed to kind of have somebody get one over them. And I think that's mm-hmm. great for Hangman in this run. I like the direction we're going with Hangman and Omega. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I like. I didn't mind what happened last night. I know some people were down on it just because it mixed in a bit of comedy and Halloweeny stuff. I, d- I don't care about that either, though. I do wish that this had happened before Hangman gives such a great, serious, promo, heartfelt yeah. promo. Yeah, that's maybe my only thing. Like, I don't mind if they do this, but I think that maybe we should have seen then the week after like, okay, that was fun when I dressed up as a Ghostbusters character and, and got you, but now like it's serious time. Um, Yeah. I think that's really like the only thing I would have changed, but in general, I love what they've been doing with Hangman Page and and Kenny. And it's so exciting that the match is happening at full gear in like two weeks. Oh yeah. Um, I got like a bullet point here. Uh, what do you make of Cody coming out and saying, no, I'm not going to turn? I did not like Cody's promo at all. Um, mm. I really did not like it. I I think it's, I think it's bad. And I think that also it's, if, if this all turns out to be like that, this is like that he's totally self-aware, right? And, it's all like, haha, I am a heel at the end. I which I don't think it is that. But if it if it is, this has gone on too long that they're just losing people anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I think that he really does not want to be heel. And I think this whole promo that he did was almost like maybe Tony has said to him, You need to go heel. And he's like, Let me give it one more try. And he's <laughs> and he's and he's coming out with this stuff like my I'll never be as great as my dad was. My wife is too hot for me. My brother is a better wrestler than me. And we're like, do you want us to give you a sympathy cheer? Like like that mm. stuff to me just like it sounds bad. And I also do think, and it's going to sound harsh, but he's coming from a place where this promo would probably be okay if it was done by a generally bigger star. At the end of the day, it's like you're Cody. You had, you've had a couple of really good matches in AEW, but you're not like you're you're not who you think you are. Even when he says, uh, "Oh, people say I've gone to Hollywood," and I'm like, "Yes, but have you? What have you done in Hollywood, though?" You know, like one show. You're saying that you're to Hollywood, but you've actually just been a judge on a reality show on a TV Mm. network. You're not. Like John, you could say John Cena's gone Hollywood, uh, you know. Batista's gone Hollywood, but has Cody gone Hollywood, or is this, or does he want us to think he's gone Hollywood? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I yeah, I I did not like this at all. Um, I would have kept Pack away from the Cody verse. I thought Malachi Black was getting out of the Cody verse. No, yeah. Stuff. Uh, he's it's harder for Malachi Black to get out of the Cody verse than it was for him to get out of that basement he was stuck in on Raw for all those months. Like, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I know, like, you know, I know he's got his own reality TV show and he was a judge with Snoop Dogg. Um, but yeah, 
that's the, not the Hollywood phrase, though. No, the <laughs> phrase to me, gone Hollywood, is is yeah, is what well, you just said it. Cena, Batista, making Hogan, actual, who, yeah. Yeah, he, Hogan may have done shit movies, but he was doing movies, you know? <laughs> like, he could say, he could, he instead should say, maybe you think I've gone all TV land. That would be yeah. like more realistic. I've gone mainstream. You heard me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Most of the top uh, is fun though. I'm not very most of the top. It's great. Yeah, I, I mean, there was there was like a middle part of the promo, I think, where I where he had like a bit of fire, and it reminded me of the Cody Rhodes promos where he was really good, like 2019. You know, where he was like the hot baby face, and I was like, oh, there, there it is, like a little a remnant of it. But the overall um not the delivery the verbiage mm-hmm. like yeah again i did i didn't really dig that the whole you know um we well, yeah you said it like my brother's better than me my wife's too hot for me um because i think he was trying to say it in a way is it say oh i understand why people don't like me because yeah and, and it's like i mean that's a weird way to approach it but you know oh well you know it's it's uh if he is it could just be a setup because they knew people wouldn't like the promo and, you know, eventually he is going to, I don't know, who knows, but he does seem to really want to be the baby face, but I will stand by this forever. He cut his own legs off when he took himself out of the title hunt and stuff like that. So he, yeah, he was the even hu- that comes out as like egotistical, even that it comes does, out as, like, it does. Yeah. And he's like, you know, again, like, okay. So if your role is going to be putting people over and, you know, being the gatekeeper or whatever, like, you know, then maybe don't, take as many victories as he's taken. I know like he eventually puts people over in the case of Darby Allen and Malachi Black, but even though he got the last win, but you know, Anthony Gogo didn't get the win. It's just not, it's not the pristine record you'd hope for. Um, and I, I, and again, he was the hottest baby face, not in AEW, in wrestling in 2019. Mm-hmm. He was super over. Like, I feel like he's really done it to himself in a, in a yeah. strange, strange way. Before we go here, Fightful Wrestling are in the chat and they say, what would Stephanie dress up as in order to get her advantage on her enemies? This is obviously a Halloween themed question, right. I assume, or, or just general. What or gen- would gen- I dress up as to get the advantage on my enemies? Um, what's so I could pretend to be this person to take advantage of my enemies? Yeah, I mean, you could do what you Stephanie, like. Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yeah? I'd, yeah, and I'd be, hi, Vince, father, it's it's time you stepped aside. And then he'd Man. do it, and I'd be there, and then mask reveal, and it's actually me. <laughs> and you own WWE, just I, like that. Yeah. Take advantage of my <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I noticed. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Somebody said here, um, Patrick Van Cleef said, he's working the smarks. I mean, that's a terrible term. But, uh, but, but, <laughs> But most don't know it yet. Uh, but I, although I, you know, that's not a great word. I, um, I actually do. I agree with your sentiment in, to a degree. I feel like he can't be that. Um, yeah, but he can't I be feel, that delusional. He can't be. But he's stretching that. If that is the case, like I said earlier, he's stretching that too far. Like mm. because by the time he gets to the point where he's like. Ha! I was self-aware all along. We're gonna be like, yeah. 
we're even more sick of it <laughs> we, now. We knew. Yeah, we knew, yeah. Cody. Like, you weren't leading us down a... Never mind. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, guys, for staying with us. We've gone, like, double the time. But why not? Because you haven't seen Steph or I this week. And uh, I didn't get to see Steph last week either. So it's been wonderful yeah. to be back, back by your side, Steph. Thank you very much. Um, I hope you feel better, friend. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Sleep that yeah. shit off. I hope, hopefully I'll be able to tonight for the first night. Yeah, well, you won't be staying up late for Dynamite. So there you go. You've got got a good night's sleep ahead of you. From myself, Alex McGarvey, thank you very much for joining us. You can see my handle uh, above my name. That will be active. It is active on Instagram and it will be active again on Twitter in the next week or so. I don't know, whenever I feel like it. Steph, of course, you've got your handle up there, but also your YouTube channel. Tell the people what they should be doing. They should be subscribing to my YouTube at Stephanie Cheers Wrestling. You believe me, you won't regret it. Exactly. If you love AEW, it's the place for every fan. Couldn't agree more. Guys, I'll be back tomorrow with our final guest host of Black History Month. Wait till you see it. It's a nice surprise. Um, can't wait to join you all again. 8 p.m. British time here. Uh, until then, then next week, of course, SB3 and Sa'i. Yangi are back in business and we've got a cool couple of weeks of wrestling coming up there's WWE in the UK next week AEW full gear is very nearly here so there's a lot of stuff for us to get into interviews to do so until then like subscribe give us all that good loving that we require and we will see you next time here on Wrestling Daily